0: known as the king of the kings the emperor of emperors who fought fierce battles. Even his name was enough to shatter and scatter the enemy, whose kingdom included almost all of the Indian subcontinent and expanded till present day Afghanistan. Yes, this is the story of the infallible emperor and the great of the greatest emperors of the world, particularly India, Ashoka. Ashoga the Great. Welcome back and welcome to another episode of the ZAR show. Here we analyze and discuss everything and anything based on the 5 ws WH method which is the what, when, where, why, who and how. So let's tune in and get into today's episode. Ashoka was born on 304 BC as the son of the mountain king Bindusara and queen Shubhadrangi and the grandson of the Chandragupta Maurya who is considered to be the founder of the mountain dynasty like there are speculations that even uh it's not a really uh, chandragupta maurya but it's it's great grandfather who's the founder but he's the one who built the empire uh, who created it into a small Kind of um, kingship into an empire. So it is who is really considered as the uh, father of the Mauryan dynasty is really Chandragupta Mauryan. So even though Ashoka was not the eldest son of King Bindusara with his extraordinary skills in administration, military, and weapons, he made it into the throne of the Mauryan Empire after winning his siblings. Ashoka ruled from his capital in Patliputra in present day Patna in Bihar. At the senate of his kingdom, uh, it stretched from Afghanistan in the west to Bangladesh in the east. It covered almost all of the Indian subcontinent except present day Kerala and Tamil Nadu. His vantage and life took a U turn after the War of Kalinga because most of you have heard of this because after the, uh, the uh, Kalinga War, which held in 265 BC, Kalinga's present Eurasia, like even though he emerged victorious in the war, he fell into great remorse after seeing the hundreds and thousands of bodies with heads and hands apart and huge bloodshed for which he was also responsible. Even though Ashok is widely considered a Hindu king, there is also speculation that he followed Jainism that is inspired from his ancestry. Because there is there are critics of history who says that Chandragupta Mauryan was an uh, Jain follower so anyway after the Kalinga war he adopted Buddhism which triggered the massive expansion of Buddhism all over the world you could see that Buddhism is now almost present all over the world even though not in a very considerable amount it's there so uh, it is Ashoka's conversion into Buddhism that has triggered it to do such a massive expansion for Buddhism We could say that Ashoka was the kind of catalyst for Buddhism to spread all over the world. Buddhist monk called Mokhale Tissa became his mentor. He even spent his own son Mahinda and daughter Sankamitra to Sri Lanka for expanding Buddhism. There are also records which say that children adopted and went on to expand Buddhism even though he wanted them near him. Ashoka even conducted the third Buddhist council, so there was a councils, Buddhist council which has been held. So it was Ashoka who conducted the third Buddhist council at Patliputra in 250 BC under Putta tisas presidency. That is his mentor. Ashoka was Ashoka was the one who established a kind of paternal kingship, which means that the king saw himself. As the protector and father of all his subjects, and believed it's duty, it's his duty to look after their welfare. He asked everyone to avoid animal slaughtering and sacrifice. Also, he was also a great advocate of secularism. His political approach is called as the conquest by dharma. You can see that Ashoka is widely associated with the word dharma. That because he uh, he. Uh, in a way he developed a way of life which is based on dharma there are also many speculations about the death of ashoka most sources say it is in 232 bc according to ashoka vadana which is a widely accepted source of ashoka's history during his last days he stayed using state funds to make donation to the buddhist sangha promoting his ministers to deny him access to the treasury because he was widely uh, giving to the buddhist. Ashoka then stated uh, started donating his personal possessions but was similarly restricted from doing so on his deathbed his only possession was half of an amla which is a myrobalan fruit uh, which he offered to the Sankha as his final donation. There are also critics who argue that he spent his last years in jail when his grandson samprati took over the empire we mostly get information, so we are talking about where are we getting informations from Ashoka. So we mostly get informations about Ashoka from his edicts. It was James Prince up uh, a British antiquity and the colonial administrator administrator was the first person to decipher Ashoka's edicts. You may have heard of uh, uh, like James Prince, because he was an orientalist and like there's another history associated with it so he was the first one to uh, decipher Ashoga's edits these Ashoga's inscriptions are the first tangible source of Buddhism so also okay, give that's a that's a very important point I think from Ashoka's point of view. So there are 33 inscriptions in total and primarily classified as major rock edits, minor rock edicts, separate rock edits, major pillar edicts, minor pillar edicts, etc. Inscriptions were composed in Prakrit language. Prakrit is one of the oldest languages. Uh, so, the uh, most of even though it is added to a Muslim Prakrit language, it was in a Magadhi dialect. Magadhi dialect, this is, Magadhi is uh, that is a Prakrit dialect in Magadha, Magadha, which is the parent kingdom of Ashoka, and written in Brahmi script throughout the greater part of the empire. But in the northwestern part, they appear in Kharoshti script and in Kandahar in Afghanistan. Uh, they were written in aramic in Greek script and Greek languages. So you should uh, you could almost see a kind of influence from different parts of the world. So uh, then Ashoka uses his name only in four of his minor rock credits. In places called Muski and Brahmagiri in Karnataka, in Gujarat in Madhya Pradesh, and Nertur in Andhra Pradesh. So, it's the four, only four places where we get his name. So, even though from these places it, it, uh, his name was not given as a shoga, there was uh, several names such as Priya, such names were used by him. So, there are seven pillar-edits also which we get information, they have been found from different places like Kandahar, then Khyber, Delhi, Vaishali, Champaran, Sarnath, Allahabad, Amravati, Sanchi, etc. The 24-spoke wheel that you see in the international flag and the national emblem of India are both adopted from the land capital of Ashoka at Sarnath. So now I guess that you have got an idea about Ashoga the Great and one more thing, there is also another wonderful folklore about his love story. But that is a topic for another episode. So stay tuned, bye until we see in the next episode, be curious and stay happy.